0: Hey, welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. I am your host, Tim Douglas. And if you're wondering what the heck is the Inspired Way, well, let me just tell you real quick. There's a few things that we can learn by watching cow and buffalo and how they face their storms. The cow will see the storm coming. They will turn the opposite direction away from doing the same direction as the storm, trying to get away from the storm as fast as they can. Run into the beautiful blue sunshine out in front of them, dark clouds behind them. however the storm always catches them which increases the amount of time stress frustration that they have to deal with that storm because now they're running in the storm and with the storm the buffalo on the other hand sees the exact same storm coming they turn towards that big old dark cloud and they face the storm they run into the storm and by doing so the storm passes over the top of them going the opposite direction decreasing the amount of time stress frustration and pain that they have to deal with that exact same storm and I know that is so true in my life I've seen that play out time and time and time again or when i try to avoid some things it always costs either myself or others frustration stress and pain so i wonder are you facing your storms today or are you running from them this podcast is all about facing those storms thank you for being the buffalo we need more buffaloes more people facing the storms in their lives today thank you so much for tuning in Welcome to the Inspired Way Podcast. (laughs) Podcast. This show is designed to inspire and empower you to face the daily storms of life with passion, strength, and courage. We believe that we can be transformed by the testing of these storms, growing stronger, not wavering in our faith, and a knowing that our endurance will be strengthened. And when it is all said and done, we'll be perfect and complete, body, soul, and spirit. For we seek to control the controllables and nothing more. Our goal with this show and company is to keep a posture of learning by renewing our minds daily, and taking action on what we have learned so that when the storms of life come our way, we are ready to face the storm. We we, 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 we are ready to face the storm. Hey, my friends, welcome back to another great episode of the Inspired Way Podcast. I am your host, Tim Douglas, and today I am excited to uh, do a swap with another gentleman. Uh, So I was actually on his podcast here recently. It was just released, and that was the Art of Masculinity Podcast. If you missed that, definitely go back and check that out. That was what I was on. Johnny L. Sasser's. Podcast, The Art of Masculinity. A a very fun conversation with him. A lot of fun we had uh, with him on this episode as well. So I'm excited to share um, this episode with you. And uh, Johnny is uh, hes a top uh, 15 men's podcast uh, specifically designed for men and geared towards men, talking about very specific, tough topics that men uh, deal with. And so Johnny also is a former special operations op, uh, operator. And it's, it's, it's fun to actually get to talk to him about some of that stuff. He has an event that he calls the Wild Man Experience. And it's really uh, combining VIP and special operations together, his world of special operations. And so uh, it, what a fun event that looks like. But he also, again, has the, the podcast, uh, The Art of Masculinity, and a lot of other great things going on. He's a men's leadership coach, just really helping men gain clarity in their identity And so check out uh, Johnny Elsasser on Instagram. That's uh, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y dot E-L-S-A-S-S-E-R, Johnny dot Elsasser. On Instagram, he is a cool dude. And I really had a fun time on his episode and had him over here and we just really kind of talked about being present and finding our purpose uh through the storm and johnny is of no upset no exception uh A gentleman who's faced some storms as a special operations dude and and, uh, but he lays down a framework I just want to highlight he lays down a framework that I don't want you to miss and he shares this with men so uh, when he mentors them they're either in uh, one of these four areas and I don't want to spoil it for you so I'm just laying it out there that he gives us a framework specifically of like you're either in one of these four areas and so tune in for that lean into that also just lean into this episode it's a lot of fun in this one uh johnny's just a cool dude so i'm excited about it and uh without further ado my conversation with johnny elsasser welcome to the show johnny Hey, brother. How you doing? Good, man. Good, good, good. Super excited for this one today. I'm honored to have you on the podcast. You're doing a lot of great work, man. I
1: oh, appreciate that. appreciate the uh, kind words and just trying to be out there and giving some light to men that uh, are starting to feel a lot of struggles in their lives these days. Absolutely.
0: And so before we dive into your
1: story and some of the storms
0: that you have faced in life and um, maybe currently face, um, before we do that, listeners, I just wanted to share the Buffalo story with you to kind to keep it relevant i think it's very important that we that we keep those things it might sound redundant but you know common knowledge isn't always common practice for us and so a lot of it is just kind of continuing to hear the things that we need to hear and to start putting those things into practice because sometimes we hear something once and it doesn't mean anything but then we hear it again and a light bulb goes off and so if you're listening for the first time and you're wondering what is the inspired way and what is this whole podcast all about well it really was formulated from the story of what we can learn by watching a cow and a buffalo and how they face storms life and so the the cow will see a storm coming and this is true you see it'll play out in the the plains in the midwest uh, Colorado area is really perfect because they cohabitate in the same type of plane and a uh, Cow will see a storm coming over the top of the Rockies and it'll head east trying to avoid the storm to get away from the storm By doing so the storm continues to to rush east comes over the top of them And now they're running with the storm because they're not really fast runners <laughs> Let's be honest. They're short little legs fat bodies don't allow them to go very fast so now the storm that they're trying to avoid is actually Now they're running with it, which increases the amount of time that they have to deal with that storm, increases the amount of stress, frustration, and pain that they have to deal with that storm. The buffalo, on the other hand, sees the exact same storm, chooses to face the storm, run into the storm, and by doing so, the storm passes over the top of them and they get through the storm faster, so it decreases the amount of time, stress, frustration, and pain that the Buffalo has to deal with that storm. And I just want to share real quick uh, a personal story just recently, how I've had to play this out in my own life. And that is, um, you know, I've, if, if any of you are familiar with strengths finder out there, Johnny, are you familiar with the strengths finder? No, no. So strengths finder Clifton strengths finder, you at, you can go online and, and take this, you can do like your top five or you can do 34 Right. So I've done this a couple of years ago, and it really sheds a lot of light as to how you think and how you do things because the majority of us lean on the top five strengths in our life and we don't really dive too deep into the other strengths. So I actually did this the full strengths finder and 30. So it unlists 34 strengths that we all have, right? And just kind of places them in order of how 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 they how they rank. Well, one of my strengths, again, these are strengths. Um, is number like 32 out of 34. And it's empathy. <laughs> and so um, you can imagine how sometimes that does not play out very well in relationships, right? When I don't have a lot of empathy. And so that's been one of my biggest storms this year and trying to face is trying to understand, trying to learn, trying to lean into empathy more, trying to dial that up so much or so to speak. Uh, and so I've had this opportunity here recently with a couple of relationships and I chose going into it, how, asking asking the questions. How do I want to show up? How do I want to face this? I want to face this by choosing to lean into empathy more than not, choosing to listen more than not, and choosing to try to understand more than not. And when I did this, it's amazing how it opened up that relationship more. And it was all just because I chose to face the challenge because it doesn't come natural, right? And I want to avoid it because it just, I don't understand it sometimes. (laughs) And so I think by leaning into it and by choosing to face that, it actually uh, filled the emotional tank of the other person versus draining the emotional tank of the other person because I wasn't leaning into empathy. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was just a a simple exercise or a simple way of facing the storm this week um, where I've, I've actually done that. And before we dive into, I'm just curious, uh, this is on the fly, man. Um, is, is, there been a, a situation over the course of the last week where you faced something, uh, that you've learned a lesson from by facing it, or, or maybe you chose to avoid it even, you're know, right. I mean, and, and you learn like crap, I should have just taken that five minutes and dealt with that.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, I definitely have a scenario for you on this, but I tend to always and not saying like, Oh, I'm the man, but I tend to always face them, face storms. I don't really yep. see a purpose in running away from it. You eventually have to kind of confront it. And that's always been my mentality. Um, It also allows me to strengthen weaknesses uh, because we tend to run with storms because we're scared of our own insecurities, our own weaknesses. But when you go through the storm, you number one, get through it faster like you talked about. Um, but also you get to see where you have some work to do because you never come out unscathed, right? Yes. You always come out with some type of bruise or some type of scratch or something. And it allows you to say, Oh man, had I done this maybe a little differently, that would have turned out better. Well, let me start to focus on that. So the next storm that comes. I can handle this much better. Um, So it's always this constant uh, ability to want to improve on the places that you aren't as strong. Yeah, it's like, you know, I think a lot of us, we men, we struggle with understanding holding space for our wives because there's just a different mentality and a different emotional connection. Right. That we have. And so my wife's uh, grandfather passed away on Friday, who she's Mm. really close with and it it took a like it took a lot in me to just not want to fix things for her and actually hold the space and allow her to feel the feelings that she had and just open up um, but for me to completely be receptive to that and just support her with this space of showing her love and empathy and um, you know, caring for, but, but not trying to fix everything. And so while that's something I constantly work on, um, it's, it's, it definitely reared its head, uh, this last week. And it was something that I had to fight internally of being like, well, Hey, let's talk about your grandfather and let's, let's fix this and let's get past the emotions and let's like make these, let's make it better. I just want you to be better. Right? Like Ah. that's the guy mentality, but Yeah, 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 totally it's not what we can have all the time. So it's, it's understanding that because then you, you know, my wife and I had the conversation is when, when we do that as men, we end up devaluing their emotions and then that spirals into what they have is resentment and anger. And then you guys end up having conflicts. So anyways, that was my Buffalo story this week. And I turned into it, I feel like pretty well, but again, still things that I can learn from it. So,
0: Oh, absolutely, man. And I, I love that because that is, that is so true. That's, that's me trying, you know, I've over the course of my life, I, see areas where um, I try to coach my wife through things, (laughs) right? And she's like, I don't need a coach. I need a husband right now. (laughs) And so that's those like, okay, I'm avoiding trying to, you know, face her emotion, you know, or try to be there for her, lean into empathy more. And so that was just one example that I used. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I love facing. I think it's the one of the things that really inspired me to start this podcast is because I I feel like I do that a lot, but yet I see a lot of others who avoid certain things. But yet I'm learning too that e- even areas of empathy, like leaning into that more, trying to understand more of their side of the you know situation or whatever, is is become like okay, well that's a storm in and of itself, right? Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, man, this is, I'm super excited that you're here. Let's, uh, let's dive into you a little bit. Let's, uh, let the listeners learn a little bit more about Johnny L. Sasser, man. And, uh, what are some of the things, what, let, cause you were doing some cool stuff and we want to get to that, you know, with the art of masculinity podcast and then your, your men's events and things like that. But let's back up a little bit and, uh, kind of how did you get there and what are some of the things that you've had to face? you know, with your career or with your life or whatever and to get to where you are today.
1: Yeah, brother. No, I appreciate that. And the the thing is that I um, obviously started out former special operations uh, army ranger um, and then also protected the U.S. ambassador to Iraq for five years outside of Baghdad or in Baghdad out of Baghdad, but um, did that for five years, spent almost 10 years in, in and out of the Middle East since I was about 18 years old. So um, definitely a lot of uh, struggles and trials and tribulations in that time. Um, but yeah, started there, got in the military very early age. I was uh, 17. I had to be emancipated technically by my parents. Mm. <laughs> so signed, up, signed up at 17. Um, got into the military and, and there's uh, a lot of struggles in there trying to get through. But I think one of the biggest things I learned was being present in those moments and just knowing that every day was one piece at a time. So gotten in the military and actually didn't get the contract that I wanted. I wanted to be, I wanted to have it in my contract. I was going to be, you know, army ranger. I was going to get to go to special operations training and then have to make it through that. I thought all this stuff was like so easy to get put into a contract. Well, lo and behold, it was not. And they wanted to kick me over to the regular army and and kick me over to Fallujah at the time. It was a really hot spot, 2004, 2005. Hmm. Uh, So I go through and I get into basic training, really impressed uh, my drill sergeants. And one of them came to me and asked me what, con- what contract I wanted. He's like, did you want to be special forces Rangers? What do you want to do? And I was like, Hey, I'd love to be an army ranger. So he went back and got one for me and the next day shows up. And I literally, he pulls me aside and I signed the contract in after formation one night. And, uh, so that was like how I kind of started on that, but that was only really where the journey began. So that's mm. where You know, I had to go through our indoctrination program where the whole point, uh, as with every special operations group, SEALs, force recon, special forces, everybody. Um, the indoctrination programs are designed to kick out and weed out anybody that shouldn't be in the in spec ops. So that was, was a selection process, basically. Right. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it, so that allows them to really weed out who shouldn't be there. Um, so went through that for Rangers and got sent up to pass that got sent up to the second Ranger Battalion up in Washington State. And that was another four years of my life going in and out of the Middle East and made it up to sergeant. But, you know, the first year of that was a real struggle because they also don't want you to be there if you're not meant to be there. So it's it's rigorous and the stakes are high. You're in special operations. So the stakes are high when and we were wartime. So we were going overseas all the time. And um it was training, man. It was training all the time. You, you didn't get weekends. You didn't get nights, especially being a private. You got nothing. You got nothing except sleep, maybe.
0: <laughs> wow. Was, yeah.
1: And three meals. But other than that, it was like work all the time. So, you know, can we I, put
0: a pin right there? I, I just want to hit on something. Can we put a pin right there? Yeah. yeah. Because the, you hit on something that is super important and I normally don't interrupt my guests. And so I apologize, but it, it just, that was so good because I love having, you know, special operation guys on, or even just some military vets, but you guys uh, that were special operations, you know that is something that I've heard multiple times, over and over and over and over again. Is the training, 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 training. I got a buddy Chad Wright who is a former Navy SEAL. He says more more SEALs uh, die in training than they do downrange on a mission, right? And it's because the amount of training and the 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 level that they train at, right? And it's and I think of that and I equate that to life or facing the storms. I feel sometimes we don't face the storms of life. We don't do the hard things. We don't have the hard conversation. We don't do, you know, um, whatever it may be because we're not training as quote unquote civilian life, right? We're not training enough. We're not doing the hard things enough so that when something comes our way, we're, we're ready for it mm-hmm. and so I, I love that you you've touched on that but do you do you see that play out in you know because of that training that you've done do you see that now turning over into your personal life or where you're at today and what you're doing
1: absolutely man um, you practice how you play and I know most people have heard that and the reason why we train so hard and we train with even high stakes like we do live rounds training like it's uh, you're going in a room clearing it with your buddies and literally you are shooting targets that are not far off the barrel of their guns. And mm. so we, we train at that level because um, what happens is when you bring up your base level of training, so what I like to refer to this is, is basically your, your foundational pieces, when your foundation is incredibly high, when everything hits the fan and you're in a sympathetic nervous system and you're no longer reacting with the conscious mind, you're reacting off of instincts and habits yes. and your foundational pieces. When your foundation is high, you respond high to any situation. But mm. when you train infrequently and you can have moments of greatness in training and, and then all of a sudden you get into a really bad situation, you don't go to that one time you hit this great greatness and training. You know what you go to? You go all the way back down to where your consistent habits and training are, where your consistent foundation is, which is why a lot of people don't wanna train in in life because they don't think they have to, but it's, it's every situation. It doesn't mean your life's in danger. It means that you train, for instance, your emotional intelligence. Like if you're not reading books on it and you're not practicing in conversations with relationships that you have, if you're not using those skills, when this, everything hits the fan in your relationship, say with your wife, your sympathetic nervous system kicks in you start yeah. off of instincts. If your level of training is so low that all of a sudden that all that knowledge of emotional intelligence doesn't kick in, you're going to respond poorly. And so this happens everywhere in life. It's not just with, you know, guys that are in the military or, got, or police officers or firefighters or anything like that. This happens with our, our mindset as well. It happens with the level that we train our minds at and, and um, acknowledge and recognize our emotions, all of these things. It's a balance, man. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly right.
0: I call it the path of least resistance, right? When, when stuff really starts going down, you're going to go the path of least resistance. And that's, that's that subconscious mind going like it falls back to kind of that what you're talking about that baseline of your foundation and it's not gonna just because you've had peak moments or peak performance doesn't mean that you are a high performer yeah high performance is very different than peak performance yeah and so if you're going to operate and live life at a high level you have to train at a high level consistently and intentionally all the time, you know? And so I love that. So let's talk about transition maybe, you know, out of, uh, so you, you, man, first of all, thank you so much for your service to our country. You know, the many tours that you did over there, um, you know garden our you know ambassadors over and overseas, and uh, you know yeah, man, I just really appreciate your service and so, what was that like? because uh, I can imagine you know living this life of adrenaline and and training, um, how does that equate back to to you know life here in the states, and maybe whether it was a transition when you transitioned out or whether it was even just Um, life in general while you're still in how that affects and how do you transition that moving forward?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It's a great question. And I think it's probably one of the most impactful questions to have, especially for veterans is um, most of the time we don't know how to, we're not set up well to transition out of losing a purpose, right? So in the military, um, regardless of what you went in for, when you come out of it, there's always a bigger purpose that you had while you were there, which is, you know, you're defending our flag, you're defending the great people of this country, um, regardless of beliefs, and you're doing it with the expectation that there's a possibility your life will be on the line. And it doesn't matter what job you have. If they called us up and all of a sudden World War Three hit off and you got to get thrown into war in Russia or China or anywhere else, like it's going to happen if you're in the military. Sorry to tell you, but that's what you signed up for. So there is some acknowledgement there that there's some... There's a possibility, whether it's 0.01 percent or 100 percent. There's some possibility something's got, your life's going to be on the line. So when it transitioned out, when I transitioned out, it was, um, I I realized this probably about six months into my, you know, desk job for the government. And I was like, wow, I was like, what the heck am I even serving every day now? Mm. You know? And I was like, whoa, this is a really, really crazy place to be. And I had this level of confidence and expectation of what I was serving, of who I was as a man. I'd built my foundational pieces on being this high level operator within spec ops and then being, um, you know, protecting the U S ambassador. Like, you know, you it's just, you, you place a lot of values in these. And then all of a sudden you make that the man that you are, but then when it's gone and you've done it for almost 10 years, you're like, Whoa, Oh crap, man. Like, wait, what am I, what am, wait, I'm going and typing in a computer. And then like, I have like, not, at the end of the day, like no one's life was on the line. My life was on the line. It seems so ex- insignificant. Yeah. You're like, you, you realize what it's like being like this cog in the wheel and not to offend anybody that likes those kinds of that position. And plenty of people love being part of a, a big system, right? Which is cool. That's, you know what, it, it's all about your own happiness. But for me, I lost purpose. And then I realized, holy crap, who am I as a man now that that purpose mm. is gone. So my foundational pieces as a man, I realized were not rooted in who I actually was authentically, it was rooted in what I was serving at the time. Wow. And so, so I was like, holy crap. So as I struggled to get out of that, you know, I started to have a tumultuous relationship with my ex-wife now, but my wife at the time, and things just weren't lining up for us. Um, and then I had this sense of, you know, pride of myself. I had this chip on my shoulder of being a man where I didn't want to do any of the work on myself because I'm like, oh, who are, who's any of these people to tell me how to be a man? They haven't done anything I've done. They haven't done a fraction of it. So who are they? What do they know about trials and struggles and, you know, putting your life on the line and everything? So there was this ego as well that I had to overcome. So I ended up having the failed marriage. Another hit to kind of like your own mentality because you're like, <laughs> you know, as a man, I failed. Right. Could I have done more? What could I have done better? Was it her fault? Was it my fault? You know, everything starts to play in there. And I got out of that and, um, I had, you know, a friend of mine who now is my wife, but she and I had been friends quite a while and we were, you know, she was kind of pushing me into, Hey, like read this book and listen to this podcast. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing any of that. Well, one of the books that came across was excuses be gone by Dr. Wayne Dyer Mm -hmm. really hit home for me. Um, I, I know you love this cause you know, for guys, it's a punch in the stomach and it comes from somebody who really like had this, you know, not a crazy life, but when you listen to all the stories that he'd gone through to get where he was, it was a lot of perseverance. It was a lot of facing the storm and that's what I read. And it called me out for the stuff that I was making excuses for yes. own mind. And I was like, Holy crap. And that became the biggest acknowledgement for me was that this is what started the journey was, Oh man, I can lie to Tim. I can lie to this person. I can lie to that person, but I can't lie to me. So if I'm really asking myself the real questions, I'm going to give myself the real answers because I'm going to know if I'm lying. Yeah. So I, have, you know, I started to be like, Oh man, I can't run from me. So now I got to start having the real conversations. Why am I not listening to people? Why am I having this ego? Why am I not trying to get better in these places that I feel are weakness? Why am I not defining my own masculinity, my own mindset of who I am based on my own authenticity on how I want to show up every day for anybody I interact with. And then, then I was like, how am I going to create this new foundation of who I am choosing to be that when shit hits, a fan and I'm not having a great day or I'm in a in a tough position in a, in a communicative relationship and things like that, where my foundational training on my own mindset is so high that I respond in a way that honors that man that I created, mm, right? And yes. that, that's where the pivotal point comes to and what we kind of looping this back around to what we just talked about with that foundational training is this is an everyday life is showing up as the man that you built your foundation around, that you can show up as him. Him in any conversation, in any situation, when every el- everything else falls apart, you're still showing up as Him. So there's no regret. There's no... There's no um, misalignment with yourself. There's no thinking I could have done better. It's like, no, I, I really appreciate how I showed up for that because I honored the man that I'm choosing to be regardless of what the outcome was. Right? Whew, yeah. So yeah, that was, that was like a moment for me. And that was a time in my life where it started all of this journey. And I realized that men don't want to listen to men who they don't respect. And Truth yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go listen to somebody if I don't value you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And for me, all the guys I wanted to speak to and the guys that I know are you know, really, really struggling out there, they need to respect a background. I was like, well, they're going to at least respect mine. And that might get them to open the door to say, whoa, let me at least listen to Johnny and give him the opportunity. And then when he gives me the opportunity, if there's something I want to take back to my life, that's where I was like, okay, this is my role now. Mm. My role role is to try to give them the tools. If they're willing to listen to me and say, Hey, this is at least a guy I can respect. Let me see what he's got to say. Wow.
0: Hey, my friends, bopping in here real quick to tell you about this experience coming up. Johnny is hosting. It's called the Wild Man Experience. Super excited about this. This is going to be February 18th through the 20th this year. So just over a month coming up. And uh, man, this sounds like an amazing event. It's a VIP experience meets special operations experience. So you're going to be treated like kings, but then you're going to also fly from helicopters shooting guns, from vehicles clearing buildings all kinds of fun things but you're also going to be learning growing and building a community of tribe other guys just like you you might come feeling like you're average but you're going to leave like a savage if you'd like more information go to johnnylsasser.com forward slash experience make sure you mention you heard it here on the inspired way podcast all right Let's get back to the show. Wow, so good, man. There is so much there to unpack that you that you downloaded on us, and that was so good. I think First and foremost, it's like you talked about purpose, right? That transition in life, and we all face it. Doesn't even those listeners, um, those listeners who are, you know, maybe not in the military or whatever, right? They still still have things that they need to understand, like what is my purpose? And maybe it's you're in a job that you hate, right? You're sitting there talking about um, sitting at you know the desk doing a desk job, and it was very different than what you wanted. And so understand the same thing. It's like, okay, I, I have faced that. Like I'm doing this this position, this career path that I've been on. And I, I learned like, man, I hate this. I, I really don't like it. And yet, so I got to find new purpose, you know? And a part of that is, you know, understanding. I think once you have your purpose and know why you're doing what you're doing, it um, 's easier to go face the storm it 's easier to face those things because you know that through it, kind of like what we said earlier, you know that going through the storm is going to i, I look at at it like this way the storm is designed to expose our weaknesses mm-hmm. so that we can get stronger mm-hmm. right because as long as we understand our strengths and we just lend to our strengths we're not going to get any better. We're going to hit a ceiling. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times we tend to just lean on our strengths. And I don't want to go face this because I don't know how to communicate well. I don't know how to have a conversation. I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to eat better. I don't know how to exercise better, whatever it may be. Right. And so it's or I've been doing this for 25, 30 years. I don't know anything else. Right. And so but we've got to find a new purpose, find a new why. Why am I doing this? What is the purpose for it? And so now I know once I have that I can go face it head on um, laying down pride ego those are all good things man but one of the things you talked about uh, with the book excuses be gone I thought about like that's programming too right it's the programming that we've been under for so long and it's renewing our mind renewing how we think and how we do um, and we change how we think we change how we do and as men, it's like we do the same things because we think the same way. Yep. And the more we can change the way we think and change the thought process, like like for instance, the, the example I used at the very beginning is I could have just used like, well, I'm, it's just who I am, right? It's just oh, that string number 34, you know, 32, 31, whatever, you know, it's just way down there. Well, now I'm accepting, you know, that as I I call that just playing victim to that, right? Now it's just the way I am. You know, I have no control over that. Well, now I'm just saying I'm a victim to those circumstances when no, I have control over that. I can dial that up. I can pull empathy up and listen. As a matter of fact, I just did, (laughs) I did a podcast interview with a guy, um, Jared Hanning talks about he he maps your mindset, Mm -hmm. maps it out, uh, kind of like a, a brain scan and they call it a mind scan. And um, very fascinating, very interesting. And what it found was is that I have a high level of empathy. It's just I disregard things sometimes when it's when it doesn't match up to my thinking, I'll disregard it super quickly in my mind. Mm. Instead of giving it more value, right? Because naturally in my mind, my mind devalues it because it doesn't line up with Kind of my my level of clarity, and that's not the. I'm not boasting here. I'm just saying that was what was mapped out. Is like I have a high level of clarity, and yet a high level of of empathy as well, because I can understand where someone is. But the downfall is, is that n- n- my mind naturally, innately, is devaluing it so quick right because it doesn't line up with my thinking so now I've got to re- renew the mind like no there is value here for this part there's value to give to the other person the more value I give to the other person the more they feel you know loved received their emotional tank is full now they're willing to to do more for me or to to give or whatever. So I love that. You know, it's just changing that programming and not using stuff as excuses. Yeah. You know, cuz there's so much power behind that and then showing up as the man, you know, that you want to be. I think that is so so critical. That is one of the journeys um, and I'm get a pleasure of being on your podcast here and we get, hopefully get to share this opportunity, uh, or this, this story with you, but I'll share it here real quick is I went through a thing, a season cause I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on this a life when I just started questioning, like, who am I as a man? What does that even mean Mm -hmm. to be a man? Right. And, you know, I went down this path of studying like manliness, manhood, things like that. So it's like, what does that look like, you know, in my life? And then what kind of man do I want to be? And then how do I start showing up as that man? Mm -hmm. I love that because I've had to go down that same journey. So what were some of the steps that are things that you learned in as a man to, to show up as a man? What were some of those things that you discovered?
1: Well, I think, you know, the first thing that people have to realize is when they're, um, when you're looking at kind of the man that you are and the man that you want to be, you have to understand where you came from first. So this is why Like, you know, obviously for me, it's a no brainer. History is so important for many reasons, but this is why when our own personal history is incredibly important because it defines the man that we start, that we are either at that point when we're like, wow, who am I? Um, Or it helps us to understand, well, that's why I kind of maybe have some of these weaknesses or that's some things that I need to start to work out of my system because they no longer serve me. So one of the things I tell guys to do and the start point is, is look at your Early years. So you're from zero to two, you're in Delta Wave, right? Your brain's in Delta Wave. Right. It's completely Delta. But then from two to I think it's seven or eight, you're in theta. Theta. Yeah. Theta wave, you're completely programmable. This is why you know Catholics love having children indoctrinated so early, because when you can when you can sit there and actually program at theta well, what does that mean? That means my subconscious, my foundational piece yep. is all tied in to the 95% of my brain activity that runs my entire life. That's a powerful tool. So if you never take time for introspection and say, okay, like what are those pieces that are programmed running 95% of my interactions in daily life? What are those pieces as a man? If you don't open that compartment up, you're never going to understand even who you really are. Because everything so again, that's been driven by your li- in your life has been driven by that programming. That's right. So for me, the first thing is you got to look at either a mentor or how you built your masculinity. And I say this either a mentor because a lot of times it's actually not our fathers. Most people want to say There is a bond to our fathers in some capacity, but a lot of times the men that we've developed being, especially in Western culture, it is not actually our fathers. I, I can say this from experience because mine is actually my uncle, right? And then I also picked up pieces from the silver screen. You know, what was Arnold Schwarzenegger doing in his movies? What was Stallone, John Wayne, um, Clint Eastwood, all these guys, who were they being as men? And, and we build, pieces of our masculine foundation those early years when we're in that theta receiving mode so when we look at this, we talk about like, okay, who was it we looked at or what were the things that we watched a lot as far as TV or movies, you got that. Then you have people who are essentialists, right? This is a, a core piece is the essentialist. They pick one piece of masculinity and literally base their entire masculine features off that. That's what some some men do. And, and, and you may, there's four pieces really, but you may run through all four or you might just pick one and that's what you resonate with. The essentialist is one. Did you do that? Are you literally basing your entire masculinity off one piece. The second one that you can look at is the positivist. The positivist is somebody who takes the, the statistical outcome of basically the, the majority of men performing in certain ways. So if nine out of 10 men do one or two or three different things, that now becomes what I believe a man's supposed to do or what I believe a man is supposed to be, right? So that's the, that positivist. And then you have what's called the normative, which is that's, again, what we talk about, the silver screen. What are we watching? How are we being conditioned? conditioned by social um, media, you know, that's a big one nowadays, even more when we were kids, because we didn't have that access. But with the access of the internet and everything now, that's what you're being conditioned by, right as a kid. And then the final one is the semiotic, this is where you know, children just literally base off of Um, the view of what women do and what men do so this is basically when you're not even really fully understanding verbs and understanding language you're actually just looking at actions you're like that's dad that's a masculine action that's mom that's a a feminine action Mm. you base your foundational masculinity off that so it's for me I go through all of that only to say you need to look at that to start where you want to go because you don't know you can't make an alignment of who you actually even want to be as a man until you understand where your current features come from you know
0: yeah so good and and for the male listeners because we do have some female listeners but so for the female listeners this is a framework that your guy can do right um this for the male listeners this is a framework if you don't if you didn't notice that he just gave you a four-step framework to uncover those things in your life like the essentialist the you know positiveness the uh normal normative. is that how you say
1: normative and then normative Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is, is powerful going through each one of those. I can see how each one of those can stack upon each other and how we, how it creates our programming to where we are today or shift it. Right. How do we shift those things?
1: Well, and And so the thing is when you pull those out, right. And you look through it and you say, okay, like, you know, maybe it was my father, right. Let's just use that. For example, what were the features that he gave you that you still hold on today? Yeah. You know, pull out the normative. Okay. Uh, what was, what was it that I saw on TV? I really liked and I hold mm. value for today. And maybe those are the only two pieces. Well, when you write out what those are that you value, now you see where they came from and mm. then you, uh, you get to evaluate, does this serve me now as a man? And does this serve me as who I want to show up as every day? Yeah. And if it doesn't toss it out, that yeah. doesn't have to stay in, in your foundational pieces at all.
0: That is so good. And, and that's one of the exercises, not this framework here, but I love this framework because it's similar to one of the exercises that I use um, in coaching sometimes in gaining clarity, right? Because that's what we're doing is we're gaining clarity on like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as in the world? Like five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, who is the man that I want to be? Who is that father? What does he look like? You know, what does that husband look like? As a husband, how do I show up as that husband? How do I show up as that entrepreneur, you know, that business owner, that leader in my company, asking those questions, but then taking it even a step further, now putting emotion to that. What does that feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, go in there. What does it feel like to man to be that, that husband that you you know you want to be, to be that leader of your company that you know you want to be? What, is it, what does it feel like when you're there? What are the emotions? What is all that, you know, that's, you know, that's the driving force. Mm -hmm. you know that's the emotion I'm after that's what I'm after is that kind of man and so when I show up as that kind of man I know I'm I'm proud of myself. I, I know I'm, I'm. Um, I'm. you know, excited, I'm joyful, I'm full, you know, fulfilled in life. You know, I have meaning in my life now. You know, all these different things that a lot of times we do certain things and it's like, that's not meaningful for us. That's not fulfilling for us. Yet we still continue to do the same thing over and over and over again because of the way we think, the way we, you know, just that natural, you know, subconscious, that 95% of what you're talking about, we just don't give thought to like, Well, wait a minute, if I shift this, if I change this, if I think this way and start showing up as this guy, (laughs) you know, maybe life might just be different for me.
1: Yeah. And and you hit a key point there that I'm a real huge proponent of is embodying the feelings and then visualization. When you can do that, you know what that guy feels like. So that's the practice I take my men through. But basically, once you create the foundation of who it is you wanna show up as, when you have that ability to visualize and then feel the feelings of what that guy feels like when he steps into a room, what he feels like when he's in a in a uh, conference, what's he, what he feels like when he's in a conversation with his wife, his kids, all those things, what happens is you're creating a synaptic attachment back here that's going to keep firing off. And what happens is that's gonna trigger all those emotions and chemicals within your body. So when you show up in life after that point and you get into that, situation and you don't feel those feelings guess what it's awareness you're not aligned. not aligned with the man that you just created and that's what's important it's not about an overnight fix it's being able to identify when you're not in alignment because then it's having those tools to be like okay, let me get back to that guy. Let me remember who he is. Okay, let me take a step back outside of myself. Let me push the ego mm. off and the pride because I'm not happy in this form. Right? Perfect
0: example of that. Perfect example of that would be, you know, here recently, my wife and I had a disagreement and I didn't show up as the man that I wanted to be. Yeah. And I was like, okay, swallow the ego, swallow the pride, go back, apologize and realize like, and there's some self-awareness practice in that as well. Like, wait a minute, why did I respond that way? What was it about that, right? And identifying some of the things inside me, but then going back, you know, humbling myself and go, you know what? I, that was not me. That was old self. That's not the man that I am. That's not the man that I want to be. Or the, And I, I like to use that present tense. That's not the man that I am, right? That is, that's old self. That's not new man. And so I want to show up differently. And I'm sorry, I did not do that for you today, you know? Yeah. Um, and that takes, that takes a lot to do that sometimes. Yeah,
1: so. You're not going to win every fight. Like that's yeah. just I mean, at, the, at the base matter. It's not, and it's not even about winning. Every right, fight. right. It's with yourself. What it is, is about knowing who you want to be and knowing how to be that man. Yeah. Even when things hit the fan, you're able to say, oh, I identified that I didn't show up as him. I know who he is. Let me take a step back and get to that point again. And that's, the, that's really the win in my opinion
0: exactly that is the win because if we it translate that over to the storm right i was faced with this storm you know this disagreement and the storm kicked my butt in other words i did not respond the way that i wanted to respond or react the way i wanted to react or whatever right and so but on the other side of it i go wait a minute that's not how i wanted to enter the storm but yet the storm got the best of me i learned from that right now i go and i put things into practice that i need to do so when that storm shows back up i am prepared and i'm ready for it again And so it is that practice it is that constantly reminding ourselves no that's who i want to be that's who i am not this over here so so good so transition just a little bit here as we start to wind down um you're working on a lot of cool stuff man you've got um this men's event that you do Uh, you got your podcast um, I would love for you to share a little bit about the men's event that you do, because it's uh, you know, the way I look at it and the way I think you should show it on your website. It's like combining the, the VIP experience with the special operations experience and kind of mashing it together. And so um, how do you bring those two together, number one? And then how do you transition, um, these guys at this, these events, because I'm sure it's all about, you know, how to be more vulnerable, how to have show more honor, integrity in their lives and things like that. So yeah. can you speak, man?
1: Yeah, brother. That's a, and that's great. And thank you for giving me the, the platform to talk about that. I truly do appreciate it. And, um, that's one of the things it's, it's not even just VIP and a taste of special operations. It's, it's also, um, a little, some self-development in there for men as well, because, the, the men that attend end up having deep and you know this you have your your own event but like men start to have these really really open and vulnerable conversations which then ultimately creates this bond between them that lasts long after the weekend And that's where for me, it's incredibly important because yeah, it's fun to do the fun things I did in special operations. I wanted to give people a taste of that because just like yourself, many people respect what I did and respect many things that the veterans have done, but they didn't have an opportunity to serve and they would love to just get a little bit of that taste. So it gives them that, which is some of the funnest things I got to do, riding on helicopters, shooting out of moving vehicles, shooting out of a helicopter, and then some (laughs) other fun stuff, right? So we incorporate that in to get guys to have this Really cool um, experience, sensory overload, a lot of fun. It's good bonding as well because I learned two things, or I learned one big thing when I was in the military was that you bond with your brothers when you go through something extremely, yes. extremely powerful. Or something extremely, incredibly hard, right? And emotionally powerful, what I mean by that is think about all the chemicals and emotions that are coming up when you're freaking out there with your buddies shooting steel and then doing it out of a car, a moving car, and a helicopter, and all these things. It's it's it bonds you in a different way than just hanging out at the bar and having a drink. So that's what we do with the Spec Ops thing, but we roll it into giving guys a curated VIP experience. They get to they're at the best hotel in Corpus. Um, We go to the best restaurant in Corpus that overlooks the ocean. We have a great VIP dinner there where guys get to bond. Um, at the ranch. We have an executive chef who prepares all of our meals. Guys get to do some fun co- connection time, some hatchet throwing, stuff like that. So we really build in this VIP experience of them not having to make any decisions, just be present and be present with mm. one another and be present with the conversations they're having. That's all. That's all I really ask of men to be there. Show up. You get to show up and you get to leave and you have to make no decisions in between other than just being present. And then again, like I said, it's throwing in the self development stuff, asking questions for guys to ponder, asking questions for guys to really start opening up those conversations with one another and and with me as well. Like I I really love doing that. So it's, it's a, it's something that I'm passionate about because it brings two worlds from my life in together and allows them to be symbiotic in a very, very unique way. So that's, that's that. And then, uh, and then the podcast, the art of masculinity, which I know you you're aware of. Um it's a fun thing man just like what you get to do on here is yeah. I, I specifically speak with a lot of men who have been they're at the elite levels of life there's uh, professional athletes special operations guys um we have you know best selling authors we have business moguls high end self development people Everybody and I get them on there, and we really open and peel back the onion on the struggles they've had in life, uh, and the, the the things that they've struggled with in relationships and with friendships, and um, the places they felt that their masculinity was completely taken away or gone. So we open that up because it allows guys to understand that they're not alone, because it's going to resonate with somebody that may be at that point in their life. So
0: absolutely
1: struggle. So yeah, absolutely. Well, man, hey, thank you
0: so much for your time uh, here on the Inspired Way podcast. I really, I really do appreciate that. Appreciate your service and continued service to to men, right uh, in the civilian world. Because I think that is. That is, you know, obviously there's a lot of things out there, but it's, it's, there's just not enough still, I feel, you know? And so thank you so much for, you know, serving the civilian world, you know, the men in civilian world as well Mm -hmm. and continuing to grow that. And so listeners definitely go back, take some notes. If you didn't go back, listen, there's, these frameworks are huge, you know, really understanding your purpose, being present, um, understanding your why, letting go of pride and ego, and then um, allowing yourself to, to really understand what are my weaknesses and not just lean into your strengths, lean into the weaknesses to get better, to, to continue to grow as a man and as an individual, but then find a mentor, find someone, take those frameworks that he talked about as well and put those things together in your life and then dig into Johnny's world, man. You can find him, johnnylsasser.com. You can also find him on Instagram and Facebook. And man, your event is off the hook and I cannot wait to be a part of that someday. I know you've got one. By the time this uh, comes out, you've already had one, but uh, you've got some coming up for 2021. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. We got some coming out in 2021. And if anybody's interested, go over and sign up for the email list um, at johnnylsasser.com and you'll get the updates on when those are going to be running and how to be part of them if you're interested yeah definitely
0: definitely do that and then also check out his web or excuse me his podcast the art of masculinity so thank you so much johnny for uh, being on the inspired way podcast
1: man yeah appreciate you brother thank you for having me on you bet take care
0: Hey, my friends, I hope you really enjoyed today's episode. If you did, do me a huge favor and head on over to iTunes. Leave me a rating and review. That will definitely help us get this message out to more people. Also, if you haven't done so already, let's connect. You can connect with me on my website, timdouglasinspires.com, and or on the social media sites, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Let me know that you listened to the podcast, and that's how you found me. Lastly, stay tuned for more to come. And I definitely want to thank you again for subscribing, for sharing, this with your friends, leaving a review, all that good fun stuff. So until next time, go out there, face your storms, make your difference in the world, and we'll see you next time on the Inspired Way
1: podcast. Thank you.